Well, good morning and welcome to our Saturday team call. This is Senior Master Coordinator Jennifer Glacken, and I'm going to be your moderator and host for today's call. I'd like for you guys to get out a piece of paper and have a pen next to you because I have a couple things I want to make sure that you jot down. I know everybody knows that the Global Conference is July 22nd through the 25th, and I just want to remind everybody, I've done this on Facebook and I've tried to say it on every team call, but when I was having a couple of calls this week with team leaders. They weren't getting notifications from the Team Black and Facebook page. And if you're not getting notifications, you won't know what's happening at Global Conference. And the reason I say that is because I've actually rented a suite on Tuesday night for us all to have a team gathering at. In the past, we've had a team gathering in a room where I've known the room number prior to us getting to conference, and so I've been able to get that disseminated and out to everybody really quickly. This year, I've rented a suite. It's going to be a little more relaxing, a little more fun for us all to be able to hang out together. But the challenge is until I get to Vegas, I won't have a room number to give you. So we have to have a way to communicate that. And the way we're going to do that is on the Team Black and Facebook page. So please, please, please make sure that you are getting the notifications. And the way you do that is you go to the Team Black and page. Up at the top next to the Join button is Notifications. Click on notifications and you'll see it drop down. And what's going to happen is you're going to see who you're getting notifications from. Please click all because I may not be able to do the posting. I might have somebody else on the team doing the post. And if you're only getting notifications from friends, you won't notice that there's been a notification as far as where the event is. So everything related to the conference we're going to put on the Facebook page. So remember, Team Black and Facebook page, turn all of the notifications on. If for some reason you've turned them off, you can always turn them off after conference. Um, but just for the time being, for the next couple weeks, please, please, please have those on. Really important. So just as a reminder, Monday night at the Global Conference, we'll have a pool party from 4 to 6. The details will be up there on the Team Black and Facebook page. And then Tuesday night, we're having our team gathering, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I also want to just give you a couple things to be thinking about with the Global Conference coming up. Um, as a master coordinator, Shackley has a lot of different conference calls with Roger and Heather that they give us a couple of up, uh, things to think about with the Global Conference coming up, and sometimes we learn things ahead of time. And I just want you guys to be preparing yourself. There's going to be a duplication system that Shackley is going to be launching and rolling out at Global Conference for our customers, and it relates to the vitalizing plan and the cleanse. So I just want you guys to keep that in the back of your head. If you're not selling a lot of vitalizer and protein or a lot of the cleanse, just remember to, to just go back into your product guide. Just read the details. Know why those products are so powerful. If you look at the landmark study, the landmark study was done on the nutrients that are in the vitalizer. So there's a lot of science, a lot of research, a lot of history. So that vitalizing plan and cleanse will be really important. So you want to make sure that you are up to speed on those products and what those products are. There's also going to be a customer retention program being launched and rolled out, which is fabulous. It's a great way to help our customers stay loyal to Shackley, loyal to you, and it will help you know what your volume is going to be regularly. And last but certainly not least, Shackley has addressed the free shipping of Amazon products. Um, so we will be having a free shipping option. And so these are just some exciting things that are coming at conference. And I just want you to be on, on point, making sure that you're there at the conference. And last but not least, there is a thing happening at conference which is all focused on if you go to conference, there will be an incentive for people to earn the Costa Rica trip. And so I don't know any of the details about that, but I just want to make sure that you're aware of that because you want to be at conference if you can be there in any way, shape, or form. 
Okay, last two things about uh, some housekeeping items, and then we'll jump into the topic for today. So free membership through July 21st. Make sure you're going back to all of the people that you've talked to about Shackley. If you have people who've been buying at retail, they can get a free customer membership with any product purchase. And so I had four new people join as members last week who are just onesie, twosie item buyers. And so just make sure you go back to all of the people in your group who haven't joined as members. Great opportunity to get people in with that free membership. And then the very last thing, which was actually posted over on the Team Glacken page, we've got two different companies that have closed their doors recently that were in the network marketing space. One was a little bit more direct selling. And those people that were in those businesses, building businesses, need a home. They'll need a new home. Now, that doesn't mean that you call and start spamming all these people and saying, hey, you should join Shackley. But if you have relationships, if you have friends with people who are either in the AdvoCare business or who were in the AdvoCare business, or who were in the wild tree business, both of those companies no longer have, well, Advocare no longer has a network marketing piece and wild tree is closing their doors. So if you know people, have friends, relationships, those would be some relationships to cultivate, get back in touch with them, just seeing what they're doing. Ask them questions, you know, what are you doing? Heard that the company was closing its doors and just wanted to know if you had a game plan. Spam these people with Shackley. Do what we always talk about doing, have relationships with these people. And if it's something that they're interested in, they'll say to you, well, gosh, you know, maybe I should look at Shackley. Gosh, maybe I, I need a new opportunity. And then that's the open door for you to be able to talk about Shackley. Okay, so I will take a deep breath now. I know I talk really fast, so hopefully you guys got all those details down. Um, but I wanted to really do a conversation today that I was asked to do with Roger Barnett this last week. Roger coaches 10 different people in the Shackley field. And he asked me to come on and do a leadership call with him this past week and really talk about treating your business like a business here in Shackley. And so I thought as I was doing that call, I thought, you know what, this is going to be our Saturday team call because I want to make sure you guys get all of the same details that those folks got this past week. So when you think about your Shackley business, I know some of you treat it just like a, a business and some of you treat it like a hobby. And however you choose to treat it really is entirely up to you. The thing is, if you want it to be a business income, and you want it to really be your career, you want this to be what you're maybe leaving a corporate job for, or you want this to be that full-time income that takes you off into retirement, you have to treat it like a business. Because if you treat it like a hobby, you'll get hobby income. The thing that I think about when I think about treating it like a business is I think about having a designated space in your home, in your environment, that is your workspace. Now, some people don't have the physical space to have an actual office in a room, but if you have just even a when I first started my business, I had one of those little totes that I had all of my Shackley stuff in, and it had file folders inside. I had my uh, index cards because back in that day, I was doing index cards as far as all my customer um, contact and information. And so even if you just have a little a tote that you carry up and you set up on the desk and you open that up, and that's when you know you're starting your Shackley day or your Shackley, Shackley business time, you need to have all of your stuff organized and in a specific space. If you have little pieces of paper all over the office with numbers on it and chicken scratch here and chicken scratch there, when you go to work and you only have an hour or two hours or whatever amount of time you have to build your Shackley business, if you're shuffling papers, trying to find the phone numbers, trying to figure out who to call, you'll get far less done than if you're organized about your business. And think about it. If you go to a corporate job, you can't have stuff all over the place. You, you go in, you have a certain amount of time to get certain things done, and you have somebody who's holding you accountable to it. And so in our Shackley business, we've got to be organized, and we've got to know what we need to get done, and we've got to be able to get, get it done. We also want to make sure that we've got structured Shackley time. 
that we know when we're going to work our Shackley business. Because if you think about it, if you're just sort of fitting Shackley into the nooks and crannies, which we all can do, and, and really you can build a very successful business fitting it into the nooks and crannies. But there are some benefits to having, let's say, even if you only have two hours on a Saturday to say from 10 to 12 or from 12 to 2 or whatever those times are, that those are the times that you're going to build your Shackley business. And those are the times to do your phone calls or to do your appointments. When you have that structured time, it really makes it a little bit more definite that you have your Shackley business. And of course, if you have structured time, it needs to be non-negotiable time. You can't be putting the dog appointment in there and then, you know, the kids teeth cleaning or that I'm going to go play golf during that time or any of those things, you need to make it non-negotiable Shackley time. And then the last thing that I sort of think about from a big picture is that you need to have goals and planning, some sort of metrics that you are um, test, not testing, but that you're tracking so that you know, did I do the right number of reach outs? Did I convert the right number of people to customers or to business partners? And do I, am I on track for my goals for the year? How am I holding myself accountable? When I first started my business, I had a big whiteboard and I used to draw the lines because you know, sponsoring 10 people a month is what is a growth marker. And so I'd have on the top of my whiteboard, I'd say like for now, you know, getting ready to go into the month of July. So we'd be in June right now when I'd have July off to the side and I'd have the numbers one to 10 and the names of all the people that I had sponsored next to those numbers. And the goal was to sponsor 10 people. And you could see it very concretely. That's how I held myself accountable. But whether it's volume, whether it's the number of people you're sponsoring, whether it's the number of directors you're promoting, how are you keeping track of that and how are you keeping it in front of you? When you're building a Shackley business and you're treating it like a business, you will track that. There's some way of holding you accountable. But I think it also boils down really, so those are sort of the big picture things when I think about treating it like a business. Having a space, having your time set aside, doing your planning piece. But if I look at it from a little bit of a different perspective, I'm going to break it down into three different topics. I'm going to break it down into thinking, daily habits, and your actions, because your thinking and your daily habits determine what your actions are. So let's look at our thinking first from whether we treat this like a business, whether we believe it's a business. And so I guess that's really the first question to ask yourself. Do you believe your Shackley business is a business? Do you treat it like a business? Are you expecting business income? Or do you really not think about it that often, and is it more of a hobby? And there's nothing wrong with it being a hobby for you. So I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, Jennifer's saying it's bad to have a hobby. I think it's just really fair to be honest with ourselves that we have a business or we have a hobby. If we have a hobby, then we can expect hobby income, and we're going to expect hobby effort. If we have a business, we expect business effort, and we're going to expect business income. And, and those are just two different mindsets. So being honest with ourselves, how do we look at our business? And how do we view Shackley, really? Do you fully embrace network marketing? That's another question that's really important to ask yourself. When I was doing this call this past week with Roger, there was one of the people on the call that during this part of the conversation when I said, you know, how do you feel about network marketing, one of the people raised their hands and said, you know, I'm still a little uncomfortable because when I tell people I'm in the network marketing industry, some people say, ooh, you know, and they sort of put up the um, the, the, the hand and say, don't come near me. I'm not interested in that. And, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you got into one of those, quote, unquote. And if we don't believe in this industry, and I mean wholeheartedly believe in this industry, it's going to be really challenging to believe that we can build a business. Because think about, you know, if you're a lawyer and you don't believe in being a lawyer, if you're a doctor and you don't believe in the medical field, it'd be very challenging to work in those environments. Well, it's exactly the same in our industry. If you don't believe in network marketing, you'll probably just stick on the direct sales side of our business. 
which means you'll just be out there selling product. And you know something? There's nothing wrong with selling our products. Our products are fabulous. And I truly believe everybody should have these products in their home. But if you want to really build a business, you have to embrace the network marketing side. Yes, you can earn income on the direct selling side, but the power of our income opportunity, the power of what we offer is on the network marketing side. So we have to believe in network marketing or we're not going to go very far in this business. So asking yourself that, how do you feel about network marketing? Do you embrace this industry? Are you doing some training? Are you keeping yourself up to speed with the industry? That would be things like going to the GoPro event. Every year there's a couple of GoPro events out in Vegas that Eric Worre puts on. There are books that you can read, like the Richard Bliss Brooks, The Four-Year Career, and the GoPro book by Eric Worre are two that jump out at me. I've got one sitting on my shelf that's Being the Best You Can Be in MLM by John Callish was one of the first books that I read. There's a lot of different network marketing books, and you can you know, go online and check them out. Read the books. Some of them are trying to sell you on a specific company, but really we just want to make sure that we're all staying entrenched in this industry because we want to build our belief in the industry. And for those of you who have access to GlackenHealth.com, and I would hope that everybody here has access to GlackenHealth.com, on the Team Glacken tab, there's a section there that has 72 different articles that are about belief building. There are 72 different network marketing articles, and some of them are a little bit more skewed to direct sales and having an in-home event and some of those things. So you can read through the topics and see which ones apply to what you're trying to work on. But those articles are over there for you to help build your belief, but also for you to use with your team members to send them out to help them build their belief. 72 different articles. You could read one article a week and you still would have more to read. But those are things that help you build your belief. Now, the next question, do you believe that you can build a full-time career income in Shackley? What is it that you need? So first off, you'd have to sort of identify what do you consider a full-time career income. And remember that in Shackley, your 1099 is not actually just your income because in with your 1099, there's still expenses that come out from a business building perspective. So if you need to make $100,000 a year, and that's sort of the, the drop-dead number that you need to pay, a little bit more than that because of the fact that you're going to be, you know, needing to, to cover your expenses. So just remember that. The next question to ask yourself is you want to look at your thinking. How do you view your business? How do you view the industry? All of those things are critical, but do you treat yourself like an employee of your business? Do you expect things out of yourself that you would expect if you had an employee in your business? And this is probably something that you're kind of thinking, gosh, you know, Jennifer, you talk about not having a J-O-B all the time, and I talk about, you know, one of the benefits of this business is that we're not an employee. But I really want you to think about this for a second. If you were an employee of your business, so I ask myself, if I was an employee of Glacken Health and Wellness, which is a Shackley distributorship, what would I expect of that person? Would I expect that they're sponsoring 10 people a month? Absolutely. Would I expect that they're promoting a minimum of two directors in their, out of their personal group a year? Absolutely. Would I expect that they're working in depth in their organization? Absolutely. Would I expect that they're out there sharing Shackley every single day within their organization and within all the new people that they're meeting? Absolutely. So those are just some of the questions. I mean, you can ask yourself a whole boatload of questions, but are you doing what you would expect an employee to do if they worked in your business? And I think that's sort of a startling question sometimes to ask ourselves because we're so excited about the fact that we're entrepreneurs and we own our life and we get to do what we want to do when we want to do it. But if you're treating it like a business, you will hold yourself accountable to certain markers and metrics and things that you want to do. 
And I think one of the best ways to look at that is to think, what would you expect of an employee in your business? So let's shift from the thinking and talk a little bit about daily habits. When you wake up in the morning and you get ready to start your Shackley business portion of your day, are you dressed for Shackley business? Now, some of you are still working at full-time J-O-B, so you might be working Shackley into the nooks and crannies. So you go to Shackley work however you've been working in your other job, and that's okay. But I think it's for some of the folks who actually are home full-time and are able to really ask themselves this question. Do you lounge in your pajamas? Are you in your workout clothes too long during the day? Are you ready to go for business? When I go to my BNI group, I don't show up in workout clothes or jeans. I show up in this casual attire because that's what I want to represent. How you dress when you go to appointments is how you represent yourself. Do you look disheveled? Is your hair all flying all over the place? Is your tie askew? Are you real, you know, just disheveled? Look at yourself in the mirror. Is that how you want to represent your business? Now, I'm not saying you want to be in a three-piece suit because that would probably intimidate a lot of people. I was always taught to dress one level above the person I'm meeting. So I know that kind of sounds a little like you're judging how the person would dress. But if I was going to meet with a lawyer, they're probably going to come in a three-piece suit. So I should be dressed more appropriately than in a pair of shorts and a short sleeve shirt or in a casual dress. I would want to be a little bit more business attire if I was meeting with somebody who's going to be in a suit. So just think about that. It's not saying that you have to dress, um, you know, a certain way. I'm just asking you to think about how you want to represent yourself. Then, you know, do you, from a daily habit perspective, does Shackley fit into the nooks and crannies or are you having a structured work time? And when you have the structured work time, is Shackley time non-negotiable? Too often I'm talking to somebody on the phone and they're like, yeah, you know, I was supposed to work my Shackley business from two to four today, but... You know, I, I, I had a vet appointment for the dog, and I was able to get him in at that time, so I went ahead and did that instead. Well, obviously, that's more of a hobby attitude. If you had a, a job to go to and you needed to clock in at 9 o'clock in the morning, if you didn't clock in, you might not have a job anymore. Well, in Shackley, we have flexibility, and you want to be able to utilize that flexibility, but you also want to have structured time for your business. I use a Google Calendar to, to schedule my day. I know exactly when I have open times when I'm doing one-to-ones, when I'm doing appointments, when I'm going to be, you know, doing video work or something like that, when I'm going to be doing my emails. I structure that time in so that I know that in prime working hours, I'm doing prime business activities that are income-producing activities. So that's a piece about the daily habits is really focusing on those income-producing activities. Another habit is do you do all the activities that you like to do or do you do the activities that you know you need to do for your Shackley business? A lot of us might prefer to hang out on Facebook and do posts. We might prefer to do newsletters. Um, But are those things income-producing? And really, the number one income-producing activity in this business is to do one-to-ones with people or groups of people where we are sharing the company, the products, and the opportunity with the goal of sponsoring those people. Now, we don't always sponsor people on that first appointment, so there's follow-up tied to that. But it's those people interactions. It's not about creating a newsletter. It's not about cleaning out your email. It's those people interactions where we are introducing Shackley, attempting to close the sale, handling objections. And if we don't close the sale, that we continue to do, to do the follow-up with those people so that we do get them in the door, that we don't just leave them hanging out there and hoping that they're going to sponsor because people don't sponsor themselves. We have to sponsor them. So important, really important to look at your daily habits. Are you doing the things that are more fun or are you doing the things that you know are the income-producing activities? Are you focusing on building an organization and building your team or are you just focused on product sales? 
another daily habit question. Now, I know some people in the business will say, okay, I'm going to work on product sales for a couple weeks, and I'm going to work on business building for a couple weeks. That's fine because you've got it structured out, and you know that you're doing both of those activities. If it's more haphazard, you might just be out there sharing product more than you're sharing the business. So if we move away from daily habits and we talk a little bit about actions, some of the actions we've already talked about. We've talked about having structured time to work. We've talked about working on those income-producing activities. And I just want to stop here on the income-producing activities. I'm not saying that we don't need to send out a newsletter to people. And I'm not saying that we don't at some point need to answer our emails because you might have customers asking you questions that you want to respond to. I'm saying look at the amount of time you're spending doing those things and look at when you can talk to people. The majority of our time, the high point of our time should be about talking to people. And if we're not doing that, if we're saying, okay, I've got two hours to work from two to four and I'm going to spend all that time doing emails, that might be the more prime call time. Maybe you could do emails at a time that isn't prime calling time. Um, I, I was on the phone one day with this lady who was telling me that she was building her Shackley business, and she just every time it was time to pick up the phone, people weren't answering the phone. I said, well, what, you know, when are you calling people? And she said she was calling people at 8 in the morning. And I said, 8 in the morning? I said, that might be a little early to call people. Maybe they're not going to, you know, wake up until 9, or maybe they're not going to start answering the phone until 9. And she said, oh, well, it's better for me to call at 8. And I said, okay, well, you may not get a whole lot of people at that time. And I said, how are you doing appointments with people? And she said, oh, well, I don't really book appointments with people because I don't really have time slotted out in my schedule. So I said, let's just look at a calendar. Let's when could you do appointments so that you actually have structured time in your week where you know you can book appointments to share Shackley? Just that one question and that one activity of pulling out the calendar and figuring out her, her time where she could actually schedule appointments, the next week when I talked to her, she actually had appointments on the book because she had the structured time. Some of this stuff sounds so simple, and some of you who are in business, you might be going, oh, my gosh, I do this, Jennifer. Come on, give me some real nuggets that I don't do. But remember, you have team members who may not have the skill set. You've got people in your organization that may not be doing what we're talking about here. And as a leader of your team, it's important that you think this through for yourself, but also that you go out and teach and train it to your organization. So a daily action is to do the challenging work along with the fun. Another daily action is to coach your team and to have some of the challenging conversations. You know, not all conversations are fun conversations with your team because sometimes your team members may be doing things that aren't productive. An example I gave on this call that I was doing with Roger yesterday was that people sometimes are looking at, um, you know, well, gosh, how can I um, get a lot of people to an event. And so I had one lady who posted flyers up in her condo association. So she you know, put them on bulletin boards. She was sticking them under doors. That was how she wanted to do her grand opening and launch her business. She didn't do a single phone call. And I told her, I said, that's not going to work. However, she wanted to do it that way. So she did it that way. And no one showed up at her grand opening. She was very discouraged. And she said, well, this isn't going to work. And I said, wait a second, wait a second. You didn't follow the process. So it's not about Shackley not working for you. You didn't do the right activities to get the people there. And so we had to dive into why she was concerned about having those conversations, what was uncomfortable about those conversations, so that I could help coach her through it so that it was a comfortable conversation to pick up the phone and invite people. So she did it the right way her second time around, and she had 42 people at her event. So that's a great success story, right? Well, it wouldn't have been a success story if we hadn't had the hard conversation to say you didn't follow the process. Sometimes we let people go down a path that's not necessarily going to work. 
but we don't tell them it's not going to work and we don't coach them through it on the other end that says, look, you chose to do it that way. We told you that wasn't going to work. And now we need to give you the nuggets and the tips and the tools for how it will work. So have those tough conversations with your team. Like I said, it's not always easy to do, but you want to make sure because as a leader, if we let people go down the wrong path, we're not supporting them. We're letting them go down. We're We're actually setting them up for failure in essence because we're not telling them that that's not going to work. Personal development is another daily action. So reading books, listening to podcasts, taking classes. I signed up this past week for a webinar on sales training. I've been doing sales now for 20-some years in Shagley. Do I need sales training necessarily? Well, maybe not, but I really believe that personal development is critical. Um, the sales training that I went to this past week was, was with a guy named Jeffrey Gittimer. I've recommended his books many times to you guys before. Um, he has the little red handbook of sales, which is fabulous. But you know something? It never hurts us to brush up on skills. It never hurts us to put ourselves out there in situations where we're going to grow. Every class you take, every podcast you listen to, every book you read, you can get at least one nugget. And if you get one nugget that's going to help you grow your business, it's worth it. So what are you doing for personal development? How are you including your team in personal development? As an organization right now, we're doing a book club. Some of you may know about that. Some of you may not. If you don't know about it, you probably are not having your notifications turned on on the Team Clack and Facebook page. So once again, make sure you have your notifications turned on. Um, the book club we're doing is Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard. If you didn't read the book, it's okay. Still come to the book club. We're not having a meeting this week because of the 4th of July holiday, but we'll pick back up next week. It's on Wednesdays. It's from 1230 to 115 Eastern time. And if you haven't read the book, like I said, it's okay because you will get lots and lots of great tips for your Shackley business using this book. There's so many things that we can do to create raving fans. And, you know, this is the second book club we've done. We did the Mel Robbins five-second rule. But you could have a book club within your own organization. Maybe you can't do the raving fans. Maybe your team has a different book that you want to do. That's a great way for you to do personal development and to have your team plugged into personal development as well. So personal development, you hear me talk about it a lot. I'm not going to spend the whole call, obviously, on it today. But it is so important, and it's a daily action that sets you up for success, but also shows that you're treating your business like a business. The last thing I want to touch on is modeling behavior. When you treat your business like a business, you're making sure that you're doing the daily activities, that you're doing the daily habits that are necessary for building a successful business. It's about sponsoring. It's about promoting directors. It's about increasing your volume. It's about knowing what's going on in Shackley, staying plugged into events, being on the calls, going to the global conference, all of those things that show that you're treating your business like a business. Now, not everybody can be on every call. That's okay. That's why we have a podcast so that you can listen to them. Not everybody can go to the conferences. I know people have weddings and they've got um, different things that are happening within their family that they can't make it for, let's say, the conference. What you want to do is you want to stay plugged in as much as you possibly can and that you encourage your team to stay plugged in as much as they can. If this is your business, you know exactly what's happening and you have accountability around it. Shackley's an amazing gift. It's a gift of better health and it's a gift of better wealth. And it is a business opportunity. It doesn't just happen. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. We have to work it. But you know something? It will provide you with something that you won't be able to believe once you've built it. If you do the activities, if you treat it like a business for five to seven years, you're going to have something massive 
when you get to that end of that seven-year mark or even the end of the five-year mark and you look back and you say, oh, my gosh, I've got lifestyle. I've got freedom of income. I've got all of the things that Shackley offered, but we have to treat it like a business. So hopefully there were some nuggets here that you were able to grasp onto today that you're able to really do something within your business. I hope you have a fabulous Shackley day and a fabulous Shackley week. We'll be here same time, same place next week. Goodbye, everybody.